When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, James O'Neill, Lucy Bella Earl, and I, Luke Cubforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslow will have 20 That's seconds to me. respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Welcome back, guys. You're all here together for once. I'm one big happy family. No we've one's having a good week We've had a off. lot of guests recently. <laughs> Tyler was great, but it is nice to see Lucy. We again. missed you, Lucy. I'm glad to be yeah, back. we did I'm miss so you, sorry, Lucy. Guys. <laughs> So, so Lucy, last week Tyler led the podcast with his story. Could you please read out the poll results from his story? Yes, Tyler's question was, do arguments of inherent sexism and racism in sports excuse Serena Williams' on-court behaviour? And 77% of people thought yes! no. Uh, no! <laughs> they thought no. However, Catriona on Twitter said, saying that she should make a statement because she's compromising the whole feminist movement is inherently taking the focus off sexist behaviour and inequality. Ask men to behave in a better way. Okay, so my story last week was about Colin Kaepernick and Nike, and I asked, do you think Nike using Colin Kaepernick and its advertising campaigns is a good thing? Now... 81% of our audience said yes. For the second week in a row, I have been utterly schooled. I'm so sorry. I actually saw someone on Twitter this week celebrating because they made me admit I was wrong about something. But do, you, do you still agree with your opinion? I still hate capitalism. <laughs> yes, that's that was true. last week's episode in a nutshell, yeah. wasn't it? Summer on Twitter said large companies have Sounds so like you said someone then. Someone on Twitter. Summer. Summer on Twitter. Someone on Twitter said, large companies have so much influence, so in my opinion, using that influence for good is the best thing they can do. And yeah, all right. All right, Summer, you're right. James, how did your story perform? <laughs> my question last week was, do the press treat celebrity deaths insensitively? Yes. And 80% of people? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you know, I have an opinion. Do you, do do you, you? Josh? No way. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to hear my opinion? Not at all. That's so not what we So these were the lowest performing polls we've had since we started the podcast. Right. And people have voted exactly how I expected them to, which begs me to believe that only people that have actually listened to the podcast this time are voting on Twitter, whereas in previous weeks we've had people that didn't listen. Yeah, that's very true. That's Often I would retweet something and I'd get a load of angry responses going, why are you, <laughs> why are you not asking listen? this question? Listen to the podcast! Yeah, so actually it's quite nice. This feels like a more of a more quantitative, no, qualitative data over quantitative Oh, that's hard, hard words to say. I wonder if Josh's opinion is going to make the cut of the podcast. Probably not. <laughs> Probably too long. <laughs> Jack, Jack's going to cut me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. 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 I'm boy. so excited for this. 
Boy on Twitter said they definitely treat celebrity deaths insensitively, but I think by doing so, people generally tend to be okay with it and don't care how they are treated as long as they get the information. Yes, that's 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 I, true, that's but it's true. not okay, boy. Boy, <laughs> boy, boy, like boy. boy. <laughs> okay, it is time to move on to the first story of the week, and that is James's story. My story comes from The Independent, and the headline is Plus-size model Tess Holiday makes history on the Cosmo UK cover. Mm. These are the three things we need to know. Well, no, not really. The plus-size model, who is often the target of horrible comments online and who subsequently started the F Your Beauty Standards hashtag campaign, has beaten critics and made the cover of fashion magazine Cosmopolitan. People are celebrating her cover as a step in the right direction for women's magazines diversifying the meaning of beauty. Stating that as she doesn't conform to the narrow standard of beauty that's been set by society, she's a role model for others who have felt excluded in this way. She's absolutely not a role model. Let me finish. (laughs) However, others are less enthused by it. Piers Morgan has been particularly outspoken, saying, Apparently we're supposed to view it as a huge step forward for body positivity. What a load of baloney. This cover is just as dangerous and misguided as celebrating size zero models. Oh god, I'm going to have to agree with Piers Morgan. (laughs) The question is, is Tess Holliday being on the cover of Cosmopolitan a good thing? Absolutely not. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Don't need them. Just absolutely not. How is it a good thing? I don't understand. Someone tell me why it's a good thing. <laughs> Please. Okay, okay. It, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rant for about... Okay. I'm going to say 20 seconds. It's not. It's going to be a lot longer. Right, if anyone at home wants to zone out... So quickly, yeah, zone out. Don't listen to this bit. No, I'm going to put my opinion across because then you can rebuttal me. I think that's a good, a good way of doing this because there's a few things I want to cover. First of all, it's people that are larger because of diseases and illnesses and mental health issues. They're not well. That's why they're larger. So if you're saying that being larger is a positive thing, I don't agree. There is something wrong with them. Either their mental health or something physical that makes them larger, they're unwell. That's why they are larger. They don't want to be larger. It's not a healthy thing. Yes, it's they can't help it. So no, they shouldn't be bullied for it, but it should not be celebrated at all. And she's not a role model for being that size and pushing that size of a body, that unhealthy body as a positive thing. It is not a positive thing. It's a negative thing. The other thing, the other thing that I want to say is that, and I completely agree with what Piers Morgan is saying, is size zero models are one extreme. She is the opposite. She's huge. She's unhealthy. That is not right to make people think it's okay to be that size because it isn't. It's just as bad as being anorexic. It's the the thing that's wrong in this industry are the size 12, 14, 16 models that are made to feel like they need to be size zero, two and four. That's where it's wrong. So your kind of message really is along the lines of we know no one is is saying that this is healthy. And so therefore we shouldn't celebrate unhealthiness is that correct is that sort of what you were saying would you if you can't i i just it, you're saying role model to be celebrated as a role model she's choosing to be unhealthy but isn't she a good example of good mental health somebody that doesn't care we just are all coexisting and just well the, the, i think, I think what, like. what josh means is we, we well what josh i think no she's the opposite she's like a an overly outspoken feminist that isn't quite getting it I think what you with the wrong idea. <laughs> I think what you mean is is well. I think part of the problem is is you're assuming why she's overweight, and no, I'm not because that's okay. why I've said if it's mental or physical dis- disabilities, right. That's a disability. Sure. Like and and I, I, I and putting her on the if it was a front cover and they were like 
this person has received loads of bullying because of this thing that they can't help and and we're putting her on here to celebrate people that can't help their body weight and still want to feel beautiful like i could understand that but calling her a role model and telling children that it's okay to be that unhealthy she is going to die earlier than a healthy person and that's not okay i mean i I do take issue with the fact that you say that it's being said that we are being told it's okay to be this size because no one is saying it's okay to be this size nobody on the cover does it say that that like diversifying the meaning of beauty oh I mean, oh, yes, I it's suppose, a step so, in the right I mean, direction for women's magazines. It's not. It's a step in the same direction. It, like, I'm, like I said, it's you have an anorexic and you have someone that's a size... I don't know where the line is, but, you know, when it becomes obese, obese and extremely underweight anorexic are the same thing. They're the same thing. Um, what if we had someone on the cover of a magazine that was yellow from abusing Jaundice. alcohol? Or, or jaundice. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they'd be graded in Photoshop to not look yellow. I know, but what if we were celebrating the way they look, the way they are? I suppose that's a oh well, from, I from get abusing alcohol. Yeah, you wouldn't be people, celebrating. Them. People would be really upset about it. That's yeah. why I can kind of see why people are upset about this. And thought However, about it like that. I feel really, really uncomfortable talking about this because I've never struggled with weight in my life, and I know how hard it must be. Yeah, no, me too. I'm, I'm with but you on that. I can't we, yeah. understand it, and I don't know how they feel. And for them to be fighting so hard <clears throat> back at us, the thin folk. <laughs> the thin folk. I mean, we did actually. We, that that what you're saying there, Lucy, is part of the reason why we didn't put this in the show last week because this is actually a week old story. We chose not to put it in because we were a little bit uncomfortable because we didn't have anyone to represent that that other viewpoint. Exactly. However, we had so many questions this week. Josh and I, people were coming up to why us. Why you talking going, about this? Why didn't you cover this story? Yeah. And so we. I also completely disagree that we can't talk about it just because they're not being represented. So what you're saying is a fat person has to be in the room for us to talk about it, which. I completely disagree with. We talk about politics. I don't have a political well, degree. F- we well, talk about economics. I don't have an who economics is degree. Someone who represents. Their okay, well, at my heaviest, I was seventeen stone. Would you say that's larger? Larger, yeah, larger than you are now, yeah, yeah. So actually, you you are unique to to this situation, and that you have sort of been not not this size, but you've been in situations where yeah, you've I was extremely, I was extremely eight. depressed. I comfort eight. I was not happy with myself, and not at any point did I look at myself and go. I'm beautiful. I, should be, I, thought, I'm, I should be on a magazine cover. And it wasn't because of how I looked. It was because I'm unhealthy. I didn't care how I looked. Like, So if you had seen at that point someone in a magazine that was really large, would you have felt better or different? If, how if we felt? get to a place in society where you're celebrated for being bigger, I th- and I think there is, there's the dad bod culture as well. It applies to both men and women. It's quite interesting. that I love a dad bod. I think yeah. dad bod is a different thing. To it's not as stuff. large. Yeah. But I, I, I think... I think mean, dad bod is I the do, bod that dads I do, have, like most dads. I do agree entirely that there is a problem, but the problem is where size 12s or women with normal, completely normal figures are being made to feel like they need to be a size 2 or a 4 or a 0 yeah. or these extreme... If someone's unhealthy, if it was her, for example, that's unhealthy. That tells me if you don't have a, a medical reason for being that way... That just tells me you're you're lazy. If you're not depressed and there is or if if there isn't a reason for it, 
and you're choosing to be it, you're choosing to be that size, to be that unhealthy, to because that's what she's doing. If she's saying she's comfortable and she's food, choosing it, food can be really addictive. Like, I don't think she's addictive. necessarily choose it. I don't. I don't think that's fair to say oh, that I she's just, choosing just, to be that size. In the same way that people, but people say like you. You sorry to make this personal, Josh. You can tell me to cut this out if you want. But yeah. you you talk to me about smoking addiction and how it's really hard to stop smoking. smoking, and that's the same thing essentially. Like we, I would feel uncomfortable putting a picture of somebody smoking on the cover of a magazine. Yeah, I would as well. But, but, but I completely would as well. Like glorifying that stuff isn't okay. I don't sure. think. The thing I find uncomfortable is there are vastly many more people who are overweight for conditions that they can't help. And that's where you get into an ethics issue. And mm-hmm. I don't think people should be shamed on the individual level for how they feel and should be allowed to feel beautiful. Now, where that's a different thing is where somebody or a magazine like Cosmopolitan are choosing to promote this is a good way to be. That's a very different thing. Um, and I find it quite uncomfortable that, that a magazine like Cosmopolitan, who will have chosen thin models for its entire existence, is now suddenly being praised as this bastion of truth and perfection. Yeah, they're trying to capitalize one, one It's trying to capitalise on the fat acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And yeah. look how well they've done. Everyone's talking about it. And everyone's talking about it. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about it, so we let them win. Welcome to I Hate Capitalism, episode two. You can let us know what you think on Twitter and our polls at Educating Josh. New podcast. Oh, let's move on to the next story. That is Lucy's story. So my story this week comes from the iPaper. Zero hours contract workers triple in the UK since 2012. Here are the three things that you need to know, Josh. Zero hours contract isn't a legal definition, but the government use it to mean a contract where no work is guaranteed. The employer can offer no hours and the employee can choose not to work any hours they're offered. They are widely used by retailers, hotels, restaurants and leisure centres, although many firms, such as Sports Direct and McDonald's, have received considerable flack for using them as they don't offer a minimum number of hours but require workers to be available when needed. Some argue that zero-hours contracts are great for young people and flexible workers, such as students, who get the opportunity to gain experience and skills without the requirement to accept offers of work. However, many argue that because staff are not able to bank on receiving a set amount of pay, it makes it difficult for them to plan their finances or to make big purchases like buying a house. There are also widespread stories of staff having to be available seven days a week at short notice, having their hours cut for refusing shifts or falling out with management, or even worse. So my question for you is, should zero-hour contracts be stopped? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. No. Oh, dear. (laughs) Why? Because they need to exist. Then why do they need to exist? Because what if you don't want to do a minimum term of hours? I am... I agree with Josh. I know. I agree with Josh. Why shouldn't they exist? Okay, right. They're being abused, but they need to exist. I don't... Okay. I I guess the question is a bit funny in that I don't think they should be outright banned because it's definitely useful for some people. However, I don't think it should be the default and I don't think it should be something that the employer can choose to... It's not the default. It's just an option. Well, it is the default for a lot of employers. Yes, but it's not by the government. No, no, no. It's the employer that makes it the default. I know, but they're on the rise. So it's not a default. But I also don't think they should be the, the, an employer should be allowed to enforce them. I think it should be if the worker wants to choose a zero hours contract, you can decline a contract. Well, yes, Josh, but, but there's areas of low employment. That's true of anything. Like there are, you have to have a job to survive. 
Yes. So I agree with both of you. I think that they should still still exist, but I think they should be tweaked and renamed. What do you think they should be called? Flexible hours contracts. Oh, in, Austra- in Australia they're called casual contracts. <laughs> of course. Do they call them cash contracts too? Cash, cash, cash contracts. contracts. Yeah. Okay, so I think that uh, I, I, the, I don't think it matters what they're called, does it? Really, it's it's just a no, name. But I think and that's it's... more descriptive. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you get no hours. It means that you can be flexible. No, but it means so it means employer. you get no guaranteed hours. No, but it, yeah. it, it doesn't. Yeah, but no, that's the problem. You need to have a contract that is zero hours that gives you a zero guarantee of any hours where it's casual I don't think of if it's flexible or unflexible or anything I think that's quite descriptive hence why it's being referred to as that but I think that okay so my issue with zero hour contracts was the exclusivity clause that some of them were allowed but apparently according to Jack our producer he's just informed us that even contracts that have it it's not legally binding so you can ignore it and take work elsewhere but it would be frowned upon by that company I think the thing for me is that it's it some people if there's a minimum amount of hours some people can't commit to that on a week by week basis like this is very flexible part time work them being used as a default is an issue i think in industries like you know your your fast food industries your retail industries thing places like that where um there's a high turnover of stuff and it can yeah. be abused and it is being abused um, but I mean, a lot of the complaints are, oh, I'm turning down too many shifts, so they're not coming to me with the extra shifts. So it's like, well, yeah, if I was an employer and you're turning down, basically, it sounds like a lot of people want it perfectly for them and are moaning a little bit too much, which isn't exactly the case. But I think those people are the ones that are being too loud and ruining it for where it is being abused. If you are being offered too many shifts and you start turning them down, you can't suddenly go to your employer and expect them to then trust you that one week. They're going to have the people that they trust to give more hours to each week. They're going to have the people that they give certain amounts to. I'm very fortunate I was on a zero-hour contract with every single one of my multitude of bar jobs and restaurant jobs that I had from the age of 14 to the age of 21 in that most shift managers that did the rotor would ask each person, right, who mm. needs this? Who needs that? People that had children were prioritized. Like it was all very nice and amicable. And in, I think places where it's pubs and restaurants and family run and smaller, they work so well because they're mm-hmm. so flexible and it's important that they exist. They are being abused by huge companies though. And I agree with that, but yeah, they should, they shouldn't be stopped. No. Yeah. I agree with you. I was on a zero hours contract for three years between 14 and 17 at a supermarket. And literally it was just a matter of being open with them saying, listen, I'm at school at the moment. I can only work these out. I can only work weekends and nights. And they're generally quite, I don't know if it's different here because I, I was in Australia when I had this contract, but um, they were quite flexible to working with me. I know with, because there were also some people who had the same job as me who were like adults who were like in their fifties on the same zero hours contract who, you know, had to pay bills and stuff. Um, and had responsibilities which didn't quite work as well for them but were they prioritized Um, over you with hours if they needed them was it like so i i have had instances where that was true so where with someone that was older or had kids and had more responsibilities would be prioritized and i think not that i was aware of yeah i mean the the thing i just find a little bit uncomfortable is it gives the employer all the power firstly 
because because well, they can choose to just not give you hours and they they the, the thing for me is do businesses exist to serve humans or do humans exist to serve businesses and businesses right. exist it's to employ us and give us lives right well it's no, sort they, of symbiotic they do not exist for that in the slightest they don't exist to employ us and give us lives we, we don't we're not entitled to any of that like if you have the skills that they need and want to use and they have an opportunity for you to work there you work there they exist to make money for themselves they have gone out and worked hard to build a company you haven't you are someone that is seeking a job you are not the job giver you're the job taker so that automatically puts you on the back foot anyway they get to set their standards they've done that work whether they're a massive company or a smaller one they have done that and they deserve the right to set that the businesses standard. are going to have all the power anyway yeah they're always going to have the power then they're, they're the one offering you the thing I mean, they should have the power you're not meant to be penalized if you reject the work offering you're not meant but- to but no, but, but it, it's inevitably going to happen. But yeah. penalise because if, if they're going, right, we've got this extra shift. If it's getting to the case of you're working 70 hours and they want you to work 20 more and then you turn that down so they cut you down to 10 hours, yeah, that's, that's an issue. That's an issue. And it's a loophole in this contract. So maybe if that's, that's worked on a little bit, but it's still a working, it's still a legally binding working contract. So there will be a maximum hours of work that you can do. That exists. That's just part of law. Uh, Because my brother is on a zero hours contract and he is really, really happy. And he moved from a fixed hour contract to a zero hours contract. He works in the tourism industry, but he's also a full-time uni student. Yeah. So it works perfectly for him. The thing is, he has less security, so he doesn't know exactly what he's going to bring in, but they pay him one pound extra now that he's on the zero hours contract. So he lost out on a couple of trivial employee benefits, but he doesn't mind because he thinks the extra pay and the flexibility is so valuable to him. And it works perfectly for students and pensioners. Those are the people Mm -hmm. that are really, really benefiting. Yeah, and also shift patterns. Companies can't... Someone can't work in and go, I just need eight hours a week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That might not work for the structure of a company. It's in the Netherlands and and Belgium... The employee, employees have more um, 
leverage with yeah. those kind of contracts. They can go in and, and they have more rights when it comes to negotiating but, but for example, contracts. Yeah, but say you're, you're going, well, the perfect bit for me. I mean, who gets the perfect? Do you know what I mean? Perfect is great, but, you know, it... If you go in and you're like, well, I need nine hours a week. And they go, well, we can give you 13 because there's this gap here that fits and works with everyone else that we have on a zero hour contracts and everyone stays happy. And you're like, well, I need nine. They're not, you know, don't take the job or, or, or say. The thing is, imagine, you know, up north when there are, where there are real employment issues. I've heard a lot of interviews from people that are just really, really struggling because the only things that are on offer are zero hour contracts and they've got families to support they've got rent to pay they can't guarantee anything and also to get some rental agreements you need to guarantee a certain amount of income okay well you can let us know what you think over on twitter in our polls at educating josh it is time for the last story of the week that is my story Okay, my story comes from the Sunday Express this week, and it is that giant spiders the size of human hands are set to invade UK homes. <laughs> I am terrified. Here are the three things you need to know, Josh. Spider season has become the commonly used term for a period in early autumn, usually around mid-September, oh god, that's where we are now, when large house spiders are far more visible around the UK homes. This is because male spiders, it's always the men, after a summer of... Bloody men. Of, <laughs> after a summer of gorging themselves on moths, flies, and other insects become sexually mature and start making their way indoors in search of a mate. That's education for you. Big, I horny spiders. I not know that's why spiders giant, come inside. horny spiders. So every time I see a spider inside now, I'm going to be horny. like, you're horny. You're it's a horny. giant horny spider. You're <laughs> a male horny spider. The warmer weather has provided the ideal conditions for spiders to grow quickly, including better access to food, thanks to a boom in insect population. Because of this, the spiders are growing much larger than in previous years. There are many suggested ways to keep spiders out, including vacuuming and dusting regularly and spraying essential oils around the house. Some even essential put- <laughs> oils. What are the essential oils? Some even put conkers in nooks and crannies to deter them. Spiders nooks are scared. Scared of conkers. So apparently, spiders are conker phobic. My question for you, Josh, is: Is it okay to kill pests that come into your house? Twenty seconds, Josh. Go. Well, I'm pretty sure that the reason spiders are getting bigger is because my ex-girlfriend, who knows I hate spiders, is secretly giving them drugs that make them bigger. They're putting chemicals in the water. They're putting yeah. chemicals in the water <laughs> to turn the spiders me. big. Um, I personally don't kill spiders. I don't like it. Me neither. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, and also, I'm terrified of spiders. Are you? When I moved into my first flat, um, my second flat actually, there was a spider in the shower and we didn't shower for two days until my partner's Partner's dad came round and removed the spider. Oh my god, that's emasculating! Oh my gosh, (laughs) I I am that terrified of spiders. You're the worst example of a man, but I still won't kill them, which I think makes me the best example of a man. See, now we were talking before the podcast, and Josh says that I kill spiders, which I vehemently deny. I absolutely do kill spiders. I've only ever seen you release spiders, but I have seen you kill a mosquito. And, and a bee. Uh, oh my god, no, not the bee story. So you put a bee <laughs> in a, a freezer. Why? Because okay, it, let me, it was, okay, let me tell well, us, it, let it me tell us you're going to misrepresent my no, bee I'm not. story. I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> so The whole truth and nothing but the Luke truth. Luke found out a way that you can put a bee on a string, which is kind of cute. And have it as a pet. You can have a pet bee. You can have a pet bee. On a string. On a yes. string on a that string. you can hold whilst it flies around. Yeah. I also responded to this oh like... Oh my god. I know, right? That's a captive bee. Exactly. I thought this was torture from the 
beginning. <laughs> so Luke does it the first time. It all goes well. What I you do, by the way, the is you put it in the freezer. You put it in the it freezer. falls asleep because it thinks it's winter. Wait, no, no, no. You put it in the freezer for five minutes. Yeah. And then it falls asleep because it thinks it's winter. And then you get it out and tie a little string around it. And then you've got a bee on a string. And it was so cute. And then that evening, I decided to do it again. And what happened, But the Josh? first one undid its string. Luke forgot, that he put the, Luke forgot that you put the bee in the freezer. <laughs> it, was in the, it was in the freezer for half an hour. <laughs> This is less vegan than I had a bee ice lolly. Oh, I'm a good person, guys. Well, no, because I don't think you do. He then spent the next the three place. hours. He spent the next three hours poking it, going, "No, it's alive, guys!" I it swear. It was twitching. I was trying to bring it back with oh, CPR. So Dead bodies twitch. It was in pain then. Twitching. <laughs> oh my god. I just, I just. Right back to the question, guys. Josh, do you think it's okay? So, for example, do you think it's okay? Like, if you had a rat infestation. Would you have an exterminator come in? So I had a thing recently with my flatmates in that we had mice in the house. And two of them freaked out, bought loads of traps and bought loads of poison. Yeah. I don't agree with that. One, because we live next to a place where old people grow vegetables, an allotment. Yeah. (laughs) So we live next to an allotment, which means there's a high volume, a high concentration of mice around. You know, it it makes sense for them to be there. There's loads of food for them, blah, 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 blah. So we have more mice than the average household. That's our problem. Like they, these, these shouldn't die. I don't agree with that. Yeah. And also, it's it's like, for example, would it be okay if we suddenly started killing foxes? No, well, apparently, according to well, our government, yes, but no, I don't think. As so. in the ones that are in the city, because we have forced oh, them no. to be there because we have built on their land. Uh, well, I think they come in for to get food and stuff as well. Yeah, but, but because we've also built over where their woods used to be. Yeah, I know that's very sad. Yeah, that's not they're nice. all really cute though. They are until they shank you. Thank you. What? Honestly, foxes are vicious. But let's have you ever seen a sh- fox holding a shiv? <laughs> <laughs> what foxes have you seen? Oh, you. Country foxes. Country foxes. They're a little bit tougher out there. I uh, I don't think it's okay, and I'm glad Josh doesn't think it's okay. Does anyone else think it's okay? No, but no. I have killed mice in my house before, but not after I. The landlord. I'm in rented accommodation. My landlord gave me two weeks to try and catch the mice in um, traps. In humane oh. traps, yeah, and then we had to have the pest control guy come in because oh. you failed. Really, yeah, yeah. I failed. Yeah, I <laughs> being humane, mouse failed. Me. useless. Um, Tortured some mice, Lucy. My we got a cat in the end. Oh, oh. cats so the, eat the spiders cat does and the mice. Murder for you. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of nature. I'm kind of okay with that. The yeah. cat would be in the wild if we hadn't brought it in the house. The spider would be in the wild if we hadn't brought it in the house, and the cat does it all. So my dog eats flies. He calls them sky raisins. Your dog is, and by weird, him, though. I say me. What has this podcast turned okay. into? You're not just sharing your ownership of things. Well, because it's kind of a cute question. I don't think it's like if someone came up to me and went, you know what. I really like killing spiders. I wouldn't be like... You know what gets me off? You know what gets me off? <laughs> I wouldn't be like, well, we can't be friends. Do you know, do you know I what I mean? I absolutely would. I totally would. You wouldn't. You kill bees, Luke. Stop I it. did not... Mean, no. mean, intention is important, no, 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 Joshua. No, Josh, don't be inaccurate. He tortures and then murders bees. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You did. You tortured and then killed it. No, that's not true. I didn't kill it. It died in pain. I didn't because kill it. Because you put it in a freezer. <laughs> Serious point here, though. I will go out of my way to save a spider, but I will murder a fly. Who who would kill a fly here? I try and catch flies. Do you? But I don't kill them. I, I don't think, anyway. I mean, maybe I do when I catch if them. If you had a fly infestation in your house, would you set a trap? A fly uh, trap. Oh, we do have a moth trap because our housemate is terrified, terrified of moths. terrified of moths. It's so funny. Well, they eat good cashmere. <laughs> okay, I've, well, they eat good cashmere? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh, as in, like, they actually do eat good cashmere? They do. Um, okay, so I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. And this might be a Luke question. Yeah. What... 
at what point are animals capable of emotion? Um, so, like an I insect, what emotions can an insect feel? Because, like a fly, is it not I, just like I've not been okay, four or five synapses that don't really do on anything? My official ve- with my official vegan hat on, I don't actually think flies can feel pain, but that doesn't mean you should just kill them because they serve a very important purpose in nature and so that's why i was hoping we get to is on a more sort of general level this is not really about cruelty to spiders because i don't think any reasonable person really thinks the spider's having a horrible time when you squish it it's just dead well actually Um, i don't know because i think if the spider was the size of a cow for example yes you would see emotion in it and the way that it moves. So, for okay, example, I'm, yeah. I'm terrified of spiders, but I've held a tarantula. I would see anger in a spider if it was the size of a cow. <laughs> I, I feel like you're showing off there. I've, I've held a tarantula. <laughs> okay. And the tarantula, it had a character, and it was really cute, and he was fluffy, and it was nice. And, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, 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 I'd find it so much harder to kill that. And they I are think, so much cuter. Yeah, they're, they're quite nice. However, if I got in my car and there was a hunter spider on the ceiling of the car, like I have seen happen to some people, I would, I would freak. It's an Australian spider. Oh, huntsman. A huntsman. Huntsman. Yeah, sorry, I shortened it. Never mind. Hunter. The hunter spider. (laughs) Um, They hunt people in cars. Um, I would absolutely freak out and probably punch it or something. You punch it. You punch it. it. The new KSI versus you would also Logan put out your What else would I do? Josh from Educating Josh what versus would you do? the Huntsman Spider. Slap it. I would Slap like. It. I'd catch it in a bowl. In a bowl. And then let it free. I'd backhand it. Yeah. <laughs> Karate like kick. Pint glass, piece of paper. I always pint, have them it handy. It wouldn't fit in a pint glass. It's about this big. <laughs> oh, is you put it? In a bowl. In yeah. the UK? Not no, that big. Australia. Oh, okay. No, Australia. You're, they're about the size here. of your hat. No, but there's those big ones. Well, this has been a lovely last topic for this week's episode. Well, not really. I I think the answer for me personally is no, but I don't think it's a game changer. That's good. It's not like discussing zero-hour contracts or the cover of Cosmopolitan, is it really? It's not, you know, as groundbreaking. Don't shame spiders for being spiders. Life or death for a spider. (laughs) A spider should be on the cover of Cosmopolitan. I am shaming unimportant spider stories. What about a fat spider? (laughs) (laughs) We should give fat spiders zero-hour contracts. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you can let us know what Lucy you think. Lucy is so unimpressed. I do not think we did any educational content in the last 10 minutes, but you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at Don't Educating Josh. I'm going to kill you, James. It's time for the quick fire round. Okay, Josh, this first story is for you. I'm not going to pretend I know what this means, but Buffalo Bills cornerback Vontae Davis has retired from the NFL halfway through his game. <laughs> Literally at halftime, he just went, yeah, no, I'm done. Josh, my question for you is, have you ever wanted to quit work halfway through the day or maybe even halfway through a podcast? Quit work? Yes. No, I wanted to leave. I've, no, no, that's a lie, yeah. Have you, <laughs> have you ever wanted to retire at the convention halfway through a day? That's every day, guys. Imagine, <laughs> imagine retiring at lunchtime. Oh, I was like, retired now. Well, time no, to go. No, I'm done. Japanese that billion. must have been a really good lunch. Like, he was sat there and he was just like, yes, what He's <laughs> like, you know, no, I, have, oh, I have enough money. It wasn't lunchtime what for him. Is? It was the halftime of the game, not lunchtime oh, for him. Oh, my brain just associated that with lunch. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're halfway through. <laughs> it's lunchtime. Everyone's stuck. We're going for lunch. A Japanese billionaire has planned a trip around the moon in Elon Musk's rocket. Josh, would you like to go on one of these trips? What was the name of the billionaire? The, no, Josh, I tried to not say it because I don't know. His name is Yasaku Miyazawa. Cool. That sounds uh, good. Yeah, probably. 
because he is inviting artists and film directors. Should we both? Should we go? I think we should go. We should do a podcast from the moon. Yeah, we should. Donald Trump's penis looks like the Mario Kart character Toad. Says Stormy Daniels. Josh, Josh, is, Josh is leaving. Josh is leaving. Goodbye, jo- Josh. Why is Stormy? Come and sit down. The good news story of the week is that a woman has claimed chicks hatched from supermarket eggs when she was on holiday. That's not good news. That's, that's horrifying. How is that good news? That's, that's, that's really good news. That's a break How is that? Ah! I would put them on on little strings oh, and no. keep them as pets and freeze them. Alright, so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there'll be polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. No, we, we don't. Yes, we do. Josh, we also, yes, we do. We also want you to send in more questions for next week's Quickfire Round. Please go subscribe, and most importantly, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Boy. 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 Oh, my God. I can't wait for Boy to see this. 